All right, good evening, everybody. Thank you for joining us here at Lighthouse Discipleship Center. My name is Dave Everett. This is my wife, Sherry. And we're going to be finishing our book tonight on The New You and the Holy Spirit by Andrew Womack. We're going to be in Chapter 16 tonight. This is the last chapter of the book, and we're going to wrap this up tonight. Uh, we've been uh, studying this book for 21 weeks. This is uh, Part 21, and we're actually wrapping this book up tonight. Uh, uh, and so um, I'll talk more about that in just a moment. We have all of our Bible studies up, uh, uh, archived on our website. So all the previous 20 lessons, including tonight, will be archived on our uh, website, lighthousediscipleship.org, as well as our YouTube channel, Lighthouse Discipleship Center. So you can see all 21 weeks uh, there. Um, at the same point in time, all of our messages are there. All of our Bible studies, all of our Sunday morning teachings are on there. And so you can also support our uh, our, our ministry on our website, lighthousediscipleship.org, financially. And we thank you for those who have partnered with us in that, in that regard. Uh, so like I said, we're, <clears throat> we're going to be finishing this book tonight. This is actually two books in one, The New You and the Holy Spirit. We'll be in Chapter 16 tonight, uh, talk, entitled Get Started. Next week, we're going to start this book, Believer's Authority. So that will be next week we'll start this book uh, by the same author, Andrew Womack. So we're going to finish up this book tonight on the New Year and the Holy Spirit. So uh, uh, so again, we're in chapter 16. This is uh, two books in one. So we, what we've been talking about, we're, we're wrapping this up tonight. We've been talking about the New You and the Holy Spirit. Two books in one. Uh, by the author Andrew Womack. You know, when Andrew Womack, he ministers, especially when he travels, but also uh, on, on the home front, uh, whenever he gives, uh, you know, the altar call to receive Christ and receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, he does that at every event. Uh, he always gives us his book out for free. So all the people who come forward to receive Christ and or the baptism of the Holy Spirit receive, receive this book. And so that's the book that we're, we're, and this is the book he gives out to those who receive Jesus and those who receive the Holy Spirit. And so he gives this book out free. And so that's the book that we're giving out. And when we have someone in our ministry who gets saved or gets filled with the Holy Spirit, or even sometimes even just have questions about that, we, we, tr we try to give this out as a complimentary gift as well. So anyway, um, so we've been talking about the new you. You know, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. We're going to wrap that up tonight. And the most important thing out of this whole book is receiving Jesus. That's the most important part. Okay? You, uh, some people wondered, can, uh, uh, can you go to heaven if you don't receive the Holy Spirit? Yes, you can. And as Andrew may, may teach, and he might say jokingly, you might even get there a little quicker. You know, the most important part is receiving Christ. You can't receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit until you receive Christ. But the most important thing is receiving Christ. But uh, if you want to be empowered to live this life, this Christian life, and to be a witness uh, in our world, uh, then we encourage you to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We've been talking about that the last several weeks. Like I said, we're in week 21 as we're wrapping up this book tonight. I'm not going to recap all 20 weeks right now. So we've been talking about receiving Christ, who we are in Christ, the new you in Christ. And we've talk, been talking about uh, the Holy Spirit. And we're wrapping that up tonight in this book. I'm still teaching on the Holy Spirit on Sunday mornings right now. I'm not going to go into all of that right now. But so <clears throat> this is really kind of the conclusion of this book uh, for Andrew Womack in, in this book. And so we're going to be reading that chapter tonight. It's entitled Get Started Chapter 16. So without further ado, 
Uh, I'm going to let Sherry, she's going to be our narrator. She's going to read for us, and then we'll talk about it. So it's a, somewhat of a short chapter, so I, I'm pretty sure we'll, fin- we'll, we'll finish tonight, because like I said, we're going to start this book next week. So anyway, so, okay. And, and just to add something to what, what Dave uh, introduced the, tonight's study, you know, this is one of the best tools a new believer could get it's not exhaustive because there's no way any of us could learn any, everything about God, uh, even in 50 years. He is just too amazing and too wonderful. But this is a very excellent start to anyone who has questions, whether the brand new believer or just a believer that it's like there has to be more than what I've been experiencing. Um, and this is just a great tool because nothing can uh, take the place of your own personal relationship with the Holy Spirit, with the Lord Jesus, with God our Father. Um, and the Bible is just a, a, great, uh, a great gift to us, the written word of God. Um, but I encourage you um, to, to, keep, to keep studying. <laughs> Speaking in tongues is not something you do just once to prove you've received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. It's a powerful tool to edify yourself spiritually. Whenever you pray in tongues, you cause yourself to rest. You build yourself up on your most holy faith, and you keep the love of God active and alive in your heart. As you speak forth hidden wisdom and believe for interpretation, revelation knowledge will open up and supply answers you couldn't get any other way. That's why the devil has fought so hard against this gift. He's afraid of what could, would happen if speaking in tongues ever became part of your daily Christian life. The Holy Spirit inspires the words, but you have to say them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Acts 2.4 Notice that the Spirit gave them utterance. It's not just purely the Holy Spirit speaking through you. He gives you a prodding and a desire, but you must do the talking. It's similar to how the gift of teaching works. If I stood before a group of people and prayed, God, please speak through me but don't let me say anything that's not of you, and then waited for him to make me speak, I'd never say anything. It's my responsibility to step out in faith and start talking. God inspires the messages, but they come out through my personality, vocabulary, and mannerisms. God doesn't speak in a Texas drawl. I do. The Holy Spirit supplies the content, and I deliver it. Fear short-circuits your ability to speak in tongues. You might have trouble at first if you worry about it or try to analyze what you're saying. The Holy Spirit is inspiring you to speak, but it's your fear that's blocking it. Yield your tongue to the Holy Spirit and then speak forth by faith the words he gives you. You know, it's kind (coughs) of ironic that I I think that's the word I want to, anyway, I'm going to be speaking on tongues this Sunday. I have a two-part story. teaching on tongues, and I'm doing part two of that in our Sunday morning series uh, this Sunday. And so here, here we are still talking about tongues again here, and specifically about the part where Andrew is quoting from Acts, Acts chapter 2, verse 4, and where it says, And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with, ton- with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. 
You know, the Holy Spirit's not going to be the one moving your tongue uh, as you speak in tongues. And some people have that perception or, or belief or understanding that's what's going to take place. And I like how Andrew compares it with the gift of teaching or prophecy, for that matter, or any of the other speaking gifts uh, uh, that have to do with the gifts of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit's not going to take over. The Holy Spirit's not going to take over doing anything in your life. You have to yield to it. You have to t- There's some faith involved. And I like how he phrases it here. You know, it's not, it's just, um, he gives you a prodding and a desire, but you must do the talking. He gives you inspiration. He gives you a prodding. He gives you the utterance. But he, he it's not like a puppet where he's just going to take over your tongue. You know, he, he's not going to lord it over you in that way. He is our Lord. Jesus Christ is our Lord. But at the same point in time, he's not going to just control your mind. We have a part to play. We, 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 uh, and we do it by faith. And I know from one sense of the word, it sounds silly. You don't understand what you're saying. I'm going to be talking a little bit about that. More, excuse me. More about that this Sunday. I understand that confusion, you know. But, it's, you know, let me just say this for now. And one of Andrew's most famous teachings is about spirit, soul, and body. All of our Bible studies, when we do it, we always start with that teaching. And when we're, we're spirit, soul, and body, I like how Lawson Purdue says it. He says, we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. But the real us is our spirit. And when we became born again, that's what the first half of this book is talking about, the new you, your spirit... You, you became born again. You didn't get a new born again body. You didn't get a new born again soul. But you, your spirit became born again. And I know sometimes we have a hard time understanding the soul and the spirit. Uh, and the, the difference. We understand our bodies pretty well. I don't think we have to explain that one. But the spirit and the soul, sometimes we don't understand that. Your soul is your mind, will, and emotions. It can be some other things. Uh, personality can be part of that as well. Um, but it's your psychological part of you um you know body i can you know the day my my wife was working at the desk i gave her a nice little massage uh, i was trying not to distract her but she's falling asleep when i give her a massage so i don't know how productive that was uh, but in, at the same point in time i can make someone feel good with a nice massage i can also hurt somebody by hitting them or smacking them or whatever that you can hurt somebody physically same thing can happen psychologically I can say something that just makes your day, makes you smile, makes you laugh, or I can say something mean that makes you cry and get depressed and discouraged. And so in one sense of the word, I can can do my words through my actions. I can touch your soul. And that's that's still your your soul and your your body, and in one sense, it's still your flesh. Uh, There's a mental part of you. There's a psychological part of you. Um, you know, but your spirit, that's what's born again. That's the real us. And as we renew our mind, the Bible says in Romans 12, verse 1, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That word transform is where we get the word metamorpho or metamorphosis. And it's uh, like a caterpillar transforming to a butterfly or a tadpole transforming to a frog. It's the same connotation. We are transformed from our spirit, and we can transform what's in our spirit into our body, our body, our flesh, our physical, as we renew our mind to who we are in Christ. 
And uh, that's a whole other teaching. I'm not going to go into all that right now. That was kind of the first half of the book in some in some so many words. But when you're praying in tongues, when you're speaking in your tongues, it's that born again spirit that is speaking, and it's your spirit is speaking to God. It's not speaking to anyone else. You know, some people around you might think it's silly. Well, you're not talking to them. You're talking to God. Your spirit is talking to God. You know, and uh, and and it's it's using syllables and, and, and phrases. Uh, 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 he called it a a prodding. You know, and and so, you know, when you first learn how to talk in your native tongue, we talk English. You know, I don't know about you, but I say some goo goo gaga. You know, uh, uh, as a baby, and I don't know all the words I said. I think I knew what I was saying. No one else knew what I was saying. You know. Uh, I was learning how to talk. I was still getting that big muscle of the tongue, getting the, learning how to work and whatnot, and make syllables and sounds. And some of that time, I'm sure I didn't have teeth yet. And so, you know, that 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 does help uh, prevent you making some good good sounds, whatnot. And I know it's not the same um, because one, we're, we're talking from a natural perspective, praying in tongues, speaking in tongues is a spiritual thing. It's a supernatural thing. But just because it's supernatural doesn't mean the Holy Spirit is just going to take your tongue and start going, going, going with it. No, you have to, you have to yield it. The same way when I feel I want God to lead me on Sunday morning, <coughs> when I minister, when we're counseling people and ministering to people one on one and are in a small group, we're praying that God leads us in our conversation, our words. I've written books like uh, 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 Andrew, you know, and I haven't fully got them all published yet, but. I'm praying that God leads me and guides me in the words I'm going to say. You know, he's not going to he's not going to hit the keyboard or typewriter. I'm going to have to do some of the physical uh mannerisms to 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 facilitate that book or to say the things, but I pray that I pray and I'm trusting by faith that I'm speaking under the unction of the Holy Spirit. Same thing with tongues. And it takes I think in some sense another dimension of faith because you don't understand what you're saying. You know, and that's why in a, in a public setting, it's more profitable. Paul talks about in First Corinthians 14, which I'm going to be talking about on Sunday morning. It's better in a public, <coughs> it's better in a public setting that you speak in your native tongue. Why? So the people around you can understand what you're saying. And, and, you know, uh, if when I if I've gone to Mexico and, and Costa Rica and Dominican Republic, and when I spoke on the platform. I, I had to have an interpreter there. Why? Because I don't know Spanish. And it does no good to the people if I speak a good message, but they have no clue what I just said. So I need to have an interpreter. And that's why he, uh, when we speak in tongues in a corporate setting, we need to interpret or, or have someone else interpret what we said. And so, uh, you know, I don't know if you ever had this happen, but uh, sometimes I'm in a, a group setting and there's a couple people who speak another language Usually, uh, with us, it's Spanish. And uh, in a group, two people want to talk together or whatnot, and they start talking in Spanish so no one else understands what's going on. To some degree, I kind of think that's rude. Uh, but at the same point in time, you know, uh, it's, it, we, we feel like we're not part of the conversation. We can't even be, a, even if we want to be a part of the conversation. We couldn't because we don't have a clue what they're saying, you know. And so, um, it's it just a... Uh, um, it, it, it only profits the ones who understand the language. And so praying in tongues is your spirit praying to God. But it's just one of the, it's one of the main 
manifestations of someone who receives the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so, um, again, uh, and one of the things Andrew's addressing right here is just this, uh, some people have this perception that the Holy Spirit is just going to start speaking through them. Well, he is going to speak through you, but you've got to move the tongue. You've got to speak. You've got to start giving voice and move that. You've got to participate. You've got to work together with. Uh, you gotta, he, 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 you gotta yield. You gotta speak. Uh, you know whether you yield to what you speak in that in an unknown tongue, what we call tongues, or whether you yield to speaking the things in your native language. Speak what God, you feel like God having you to speak. You know, and so uh, go for it. Do it. It might sound foolish. To you and other people, but who cares what other people think? You're not talking to them. You're talking to God. And so, uh, anything you want to add? No, just, you know, both Andrew and Dave are bringing out some good points that we do have a part to play in any of the gifts that God has given us by us participating. We do need to receive. You know, me sitting here in this chair waiting to receive a back massage from Dave. You know, if I just sit here, he might look at me strange because I'm just sitting here not moving my mouth and or, you know, kind of inviting him over to, to give me a, a, a back massage. But he might just think I just want to sit. He doesn't know that I'm expecting something. Um, but when God works through and in any of us, whether it be praying for someone, speaking in tongues, uh, ministering to anybody in any which way, we have a part to play. We don't sit back and let God do something. He might already be speaking to our hearts, but we need to get up and do whatever it is, whether it be when we speak in tongues, we need to move our mouths. We need to start praising God in the known tongue, maybe, to, to get to get it going, uh, but there's always a part for us to play and we don't always get it. And for me, using my example, with when I was learning uh, about tongues and, and, and uh, speaking in tongues, you know, I did, ha- I, I did have a learning curve because something in my natural mind, di- it just didn't make sense to me. But once I once I was able to break through that with the help of the Holy Spirit, I realized I do have a part to play. Because for some reason, my mind thought, like what Dave said, that the Holy Spirit was just going to come in and move my tongue. And I, I had to start speaking. I had to, to make the effort. Um, that was one of my hiccups. But the, the main thing that, you know, listening to Andrew and listening to Dave about speaking in tongues brings me back to when Pentecost happened and they said uh, in verse in Acts 2 verse 11 we hear them speak um, we hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God it tongues gives glory to God we are speaking to God we are magnifying him um, we could also uh, be when we don't know how to pray and we speak in tongues um, it, it, the Spirit helps us to know how to pray. So it's just, it's just a marvelous gift. Uh, but it is like 
a muscle that we do need to exercise in you. It's not a one-time thing, as Andrew said. It's not a one-time thing to prove you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. It is a gift, a tool of God that we are to continue to use. Okay, let's read the next section here, our breakthrough. For months I struggled to pray in tongues. Even though I was convinced it was of God and wanted it, I had a hard time receiving my prayer language. A man, a man came over to my house in an attempt to help me. He asked, if you repeated something I said in Spanish, would you be speaking in Spanish? I nodded. Then if I spoke something in tongues and you repeated it, would you be speaking in tongues? Yes, but I don't want to just repeat something. I want to speak in tongues on my own. He kept insisting, so finally I gave in. However, I stopped after only getting through the first couple of words. Embarrassed, I told him I wasn't doing a very good job repeating what he said. He argued, yeah, but you were speaking in tongues. That wasn't English. By then I had reached my limit. No, I don't accept that. I wasn't speaking in tongues. He just threw up his hands in frustration and left. Immediately after this, I was on my way to minister to someone. In desperation, I declared, God, I'm just going to start talking. I believe that you are going to help me speak in tongues. Then I began making up nonsense words and saying them out loud. It seemed silly to me, so I didn't feel very good about it. However, I realized that I'd said two words that did sound pretty decent. Since they seemed like a real language to me, I figured they must be tongues. So I took those two words and started speaking them over and over again, all the way to my destination. Upon arrival, I experienced the best time of ministry I'd ever had before. I was convinced it was because I'd been praying in tongues. On my way home, I started praising God in the car and decided to pray using those two words some more. But I panicked when I couldn't remember them. After struggling to, so long to pray in tongues, I had forgotten the only two words I received. <laughs> then I thought, I'll just get another two. So I started the process over again until another two words came out. After using them for a while, I added a couple more. Within a few moments, I was speaking fluently in tongues. Looking back, I know now that I could have spoken in tongues all along. However, I was under the false impression that the Holy Spirit would come upon me with such force that I wouldn't be able to keep myself from blurting out in tongues. When that never happened, I discovered He doesn't work that way. The Holy Spirit was just waiting for me to speak out in faith the words He'd been gently inspiring me to say. Now it's your turn to do the same. So I'm hoping you were able to hear all that pretty well. Um, you know, sometimes it's hard to know when we read what people are, can pick up. But Andrew was just sharing his testimony, how he struggled and how he had breakthrough. You know, and I've heard other people have a very similar experience. The, 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 the different things might be different. And there might be different details to it. But, you know, basically you just... It, it, the uh, best way I know how to explain it, I didn't struggle as much as some other people. Sherry struggled quite a bit. Andrew struggled at the beginning. And I know many people do, so I'm not, that's not a put down. I just know I, I didn't struggle as much, but I know a lot of people do. And so I, I totally understand that. And I, and I uh, um, you know, Andrew just started with a few syllables that he, he, he thought, and the Holy Spirit just led him from there. And, uh, you know, um, and I know it sounds, from a natural perspective, it sounds nonsense. But this is where faith comes in. Jesus says we will speak in other tongues. 
And if our heart's in the right place, we're not trying to do something. We're not trying to make something happen. We're not trying to force this. He's not forcing it. But at some point, sometimes we have to take that step of faith and just start opening our mouth and just start speaking what comes to our mind. You know, my pastor, when my pastor growing up, Pastor Chris was very good at coaching people and praying in tongues. And, and that, that's, for, you know, getting started. Because it just doesn't make sense from the natural mind. But it's not a natural language. It's a spiritual language. And at the same point in time, the Holy Spirit's not just going to take over your tongue. Uh, but he is going to inspire you with some syllables, with some sounds. And you just need to start giving voice to those syllables and sounds that you are hearing in your spirit. You might not have, you know, some people struggle with that because they, ha- they still haven't even recognized hearing God's voice. In the, even in their native language. And, uh, you know, but, but when you've learned to understand God's voice and he gets a, a, your thought and an inspiration, uh, 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 um, that's a matter of what I'm looking for. I can't think of them right now. But just, you know, a notion or whatnot. But he's giving you some notions, some syllables, some sounds. Start giving voice to those. And I know they don't. You don't know what they are. It doesn't make sense. And and this that just sounds foolishness to some people. But just take the word of God by faith and go for it. And you might just Sherry only had one syllable at the beginning. You know, she had you had two. You know, and then he lost them, and he so he had to come up with two more. And over time, you know, I became more fluent. Same thing with Sherry. And other people have struggled too. And you're gonna hear some sounds, some syllables, you know. And I've heard some, I've heard some people with some very interesting tongues, but it's tongues, you know. Uh, and at the same point in time, I've also heard people speak of uh, because we we had some someone from uh, I forget the language what language it was, but we had some a couple boy uh, guys in our in our Bible class at Bible College who uh, came from another. Uh, who spoke another language, and while someone else was speaking tongues, they heard their own language uh, being spoken. And so that has happened many times. We have Acts chapter 2 talks about at least 12 different languages that were being heard. That is going to be very common. And at the same point in time, you might speak a tongue that no one knows. It, it is some, some language somewhere, whether it's a na- natural language somewhere, a dialect, or the tongue of angels, or whatever it is. It's it's not important what language it is or what tongue, what language you're speaking. The point is that your spirit is speaking to God. And, uh, you know, uh, we're not here. You can analyze it. Sometimes you can analyze something too much. You never get started. And, you know, sometimes you just need to stop analyzing it and start taking a step of faith and going forward. I'm not saying that to be mean or to be pushy. I just sometimes, in some ways, and I, I want to take, I say this, uh, hope you hear it in my heart, sometimes you got to be the eagle that, blows the eagle that pushes the eagle out of the nest. You know, and sometimes we got to get out of our comfort zones and take some steps of faith and start, start making those wings fly. You want to ask some more? Because this is where you uh, struggle, but now you try them. Yeah, and you know, there's there's some. I don't know if misconception is the right word, but I'm I'm just going off my testimony because I know I I struggled and I was frustrated like Andrew. Um, you know, uh, one of my things was I didn't want to. Uh, 
speak in tongues in where anyone could hear me because I felt like I was a baby compared to other people because it sounded like they would speak in sentences and paragraphs and I started out with one syllable um, but I love how Dave's encouraging because he's like you're not talking to other people you're talking to God and to me that's a comfort you know a lot of us ha uh, you know we, we don't want to get embarrassed or make fools of ourselves in front of other people but when we realize that it's really just between us and God that that really comforts me because I'm not doing it to impress you guys I'm doing it because me and God are just we need a moment <laughs> where I just got to talk to him or praise him because he's so wonderful and so lovely um, but you know a while ago, Dave said something, uh, I believe on a Sunday morning, he's like, you know, a, a baby doesn't just start running. You know, before a baby even learns to walk, it has to learn to sit. And so in anything uh, in our Christian walk that we're struggling with or feel like we're not getting, until we get that revelation knowledge on, we're kind of like that, that infant. We're just trying to learn. I was speaking with my sister-in-law the other day about uh, their new baby. Um, he was born in August, but he, he's had, uh, what do you call milestones or whatever as a, as a baby. Um, so, uh, you know, each, each baby, you know, they, they start by learning how to, to get fed, you know, learning how, oh my gosh, I'm not in my mom's womb, you know, life is just amazing. But they learn, hey, if I squeak or cry, you know, mom's going to come running to, to help me. Um, so they're, you know, learning that way. And then they learn they can start moving around and maybe turning side to side or rolling over. You know, then they le start learning how to scooch before they crawl and then walk and then run. And some kids feel like they just, as soon as they're born, they're, they're running. But every baby has these steps that their, their muscles and their brain just processes. And in a sense, in our spiritual walk, we can't just take off running. You know, it's really good to get acclimated and get that revelation knowledge for something uh, so that you can go out and minister, so that you can go out and use these muscles, these tools, these gifts that God has given us. And, um, there's no way on God's green earth that you should put yourself down or put someone else down for their, for their walk. You know, um, there's the, the body of Christ is to encourage and build each other up. And, you know, there's some things that Dave is very strong in because he has the revelation knowledge in, I mean, you just, you have questions about righteousness. You, you, you go to Dave because he will, just lay it all out and explain it so clearly and easy to understand. Other people might have a revelation knowledge on healing and you just have any questions, you go to them and talk to them. For example, Ashley and Carly Teredes have just been transformed by the revelation knowledge on healing. So, you know, they're uh, someone good to go to if you have questions on that. Um, Daniel Emstes has the has the healing school 
on um, at Karis um, that you go and listen to all these different ministers who have a revelation knowledge on that God wants you healed and he's healed you already in Jesus Christ and um, yet you might come to me about something else that I have revelation knowledge on but each one of us have been able to use those muscles and grow in that certain area so we're strong in that area but we're still all of us growing in certain things. I've grown in leaps and bounds when it comes to talking about the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, but I still feel uh, I, I'm a toddler yet in some ways, but I, I, I almost every day I'm just learning more and more about a relationship with the Holy Spirit, and um, I can't tell you just how needed needed and needful and important it is for you to allow the Holy Spirit um, to have a relationship with you in your life. But getting back to to tongues, you know, some people can run with it. Some people like me struggle with it. But you know what? Once I got it, I can't, I can't tell you enough how important it is in my own walk, in my own life. And, um, you know, a, a long-distance runner didn't just strut out the the gate just running the whole however 10, 20 miles they run. They built up. They built up those muscles. They built up the endurance. You know, Andrew, his own story, he didn't just start speaking in tongues for hours on end. He struggled with it. And finally, he just got to the point where he's like, I'm, I'm not stopping until I get this. And, you know, sometimes it just happens. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, <clears throat> that's pretty much the conclusion of this book. What uh, we're going to do now, and then we're going to follow Andrew's uh, book here. Andrew's going to lead us in the prayer to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Um, and then, so, Sherry, let's read this. And then let's also go into uh, this right here. Okay. Okay. Father, thank you for baptizing me in the Holy Spirit. I'm so grateful you gave me this wonderful gift. Please help me to walk in all of its benefits. Through speaking in tongues, I can draw on the power you've placed within me for rest and refreshing, for building my faith and keeping myself in your love, and for revelation knowledge as interpretation comes. I am a believer. Your word says these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Mark 16, 17. By faith I will speak in tongues from this day forward. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and read. Now by faith, say out loud those sounds coming up from deep within. You'll be talking in a language unknown to you. But the Holy Spirit is the one inspiring it. You'll be speaking in tongues. Go ahead. Practice a while. Enjoy yourself in the Lord. If you aren't fluent right away, don't worry. God is proud of you. When little children start to speak, their parents know what they are trying to say. Even though it's baby talk, they're pleased. Your Heavenly Father is proud of you, even if your tongue isn't fluent yet. If you'll just keep using it and not worry about yourself so much, Tongues will begin to flow out of you unhindered. As your brother in the Lord, I welcome you to the spirit-filled life. 
as his child, your loving Heavenly Father wants to give you the supernatural power you need to live this new life. For everyone that asketh, receiveth, and he that seeketh, findeth, and to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. How much more shall your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Luke eleven ten and 13. All you have to do is ask, believe, and receive. Pray, Father, I recognize my need for your power to live this new life. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit. By faith, I receive it right now. Thank you for baptizing me. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in my life. Congratulations. Now you're filled with God's supernatural power. Some syllables from a language you don't recognize will rise up from your mouth, from your heart to your mouth. 1 Corinthians 14, 14. As you speak them out loud by faith, you're releasing God's power from within and building yourself up in the spirit. 1 Corinthians 14, 4. You can do this whenever and wherever you like. It doesn't really matter whether you felt anything or not when you prayed to receive the Lord and His Spirit. If you believed in your heart that you received, then God's word promises you did. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Mark 11:24. God always honors His word. Believe it. Uh, and Andrew ends with, please contact me and let me know that you've prayed to receive Jesus as your Savior or be filled with the Holy Spirit. I would like to rejoice with you and help you understand more fully what has taken place in your life. Welcome to your new life. And Dave and I also say we want to rejoice with you. So if you've prayed this prayer to receive the Holy Spirit, you know, reach out, please. You know, um, so... I don't know if you were able to hear all of that, but uh, basically what Andrew was doing uh, at the end of this book, he was leading us to pray to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and to get the speaking in tongues. And, um, you know, if you, uh, we can, uh, if you want this book or more information on that, a lot of this I already have on our website. Andrew has written some uh, articles on the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues. I have those on our website if you go to our website under resources go under core teachings and i have those uh uh on the holy spirit and speaking in tongues and and basically the same prayer is in in there as well it's not a particular prayer you're not going to find in the bible new testament someone praying a prayer to receive jesus you're not going to see someone praying a prayer to receive the baptism of the holy spirit we do that a light a lot because it just seems it just seems to make sense, but basically, we the key is that you when to receive Christ, you hear the gospel, believe the gospel, and you're saved. Prayer is just kind of a way for us to kind of tie the bow on on the, on, the, on it, you know, in a sense that we just Lord, I thank you for the cross. I thank you that Jesus died for my sins. I believe it. I receive it. You're just putting it into words, and receiving the Holy Spirit's the same way. Lord, I thank you for your Holy Spirit, and I just receive it. And it's a little, uh, we put a, a little more words to it to make it a little more deal. It's not about reciting a, a prayer. It's about believing in your heart. If you ask God for, the, if, you ask the, if you ask for Jesus to come into your heart, he will come into your heart. If you ask the Holy Spirit to come into your life, he will come into your life. It's as simple 
and that's complicated as uh, the complicated part is you just gotta you gotta believe that if you ask you received and if you ask Jesus to come into your life if you ask the Holy Spirit to come in your life then we say congratulations you have received it by faith you have received it you might not feel anything you may feel something you know, you might, you know, we've seen a lot of people feel something, but you may not feel something. It's not based on what you feel. It's based on the word of God. It's based by faith. And if you ask Jesus to come in your life, he'll come. And if you ask the Holy Spirit to come in your life, he'll come. And and now, and, 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 our, and our objective here as pastors and as ministers, not just Dave and Sherry or Andrew, but as we're all able ministers in the New Covenant, but... Our, our commission from Jesus is to make disciples of all nations. We're not just here to convert you to receive Jesus and, and to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, even though that is part of what we're doing here. And specifically, we want you to receive Jesus. We want you to receive the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We invite you to do that. But our commission is to make disciples. And, you know, you might not understand all this, but our, our job as pastors and teachers is to disciple you, and that takes time. Just like a child. A child is going to go to school. The parents are going to put them in school, whether they homeschool them or whether they go to a, a, a public setting or a private school. They're going to learn. They're going to go to school for at least 12, 13 years, and then they're going to go to college. And, you know, I gave a, a, I was valedictorian of one of my vocational schools, and I gave a speech uh, and I, I just said, and somewhere in that speech, I forget exactly how I, I said it, but I said, you know, uh, I, I was saying something along the lines of congratulations from graduating, but you're, you know, you still need to be teachable. <laughs> when you go to new jobs, you're going to need how to learn to do that job. You're going to still have to learn how to get along with people. You still need to be teachable. We got seasons of life. Sometimes we're in different seasons. We have to learn things. You know, we never stop learning. We never stop growing, and we need to be teachable. And my point I'm trying to make is that our, our heart is that you are discipled in who you are in Christ, and not just through a book, even though this is a, a good starting point. This is just a starting point. And even with the Holy Spirit, there's more to learn about the Holy Spirit and walking with the Holy Spirit and functioning in the Holy Spirit. But, but you can't... You can't continue to be discipled if you haven't even started. And we, st we invite you, if you haven't already, to receive Jesus Christ and to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the gift of speaking in tongues. Among other things, because there's other manifestations, and I'm talking about that more detail on Sunday mornings right now. Uh, I don't know how much I'm making sense. It's hard when you're speaking to a camera if people are getting this or not. You know, and some people are going to watch this later. So when I'm not even, I'm doing other things and it's archived and they're watching it later. But we do invite you to receive Jesus Christ. We do invite you to receive the Holy Spirit. And it's as simply as a prayer to saying, Lord, I believe your word. I receive it in Jesus' name. And he, the Father says, if you ask the Holy Spirit, he will give it to you. And so how do I know he's going to give it to you? Because God said it. And God's not a liar. God, when God says he's going to do something, he does it. I trust that more than I trust anything else. I trust that more than I trust myself. I trust what God says. If you ask him to come to your life, you, he's coming to your life. So, 
And, you know, uh, I, I love that Andrew put the, the prayers in the back of, of the book. Um, there's really no right or wrong way to pray to ask. Um, but, but sometimes people like Andrew will actually write them out or, or tell them, like, repeat after me. Because sometimes people just, they're like, I want to, but I don't know how to ask. And so it's, it's just a, a helpful way of helping people know how to ask. But like Dave said, and the scripture that was in here that, that uh, Andrew shared, we're to ask, but we're to believe. It, it all boils down to that, that believing. Um, Dave, Dave talked about we need to be teachable. And one thing I love about the Holy Spirit is he is referred to one of his roles, uh, as you will, if you will, uh, is that he is our teacher. He will teach us all things that we need to know. And he is so lovely that he doesn't care how many questions you have. The Holy Spirit is patient and kind and he will listen to you and he will respond and he will answer your questions and he will reveal God to you and give you revelation knowledge. And, um, you know, one, one of, uh, the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives us is, uh, the manifestation of speaking in tongues so that we can, uh, talk to God. We can magnify him in ways that our earthly language, uh, just doesn't have the right words for. Well, that concludes this book on the new you and the Holy Spirit. So we went, we, it took us 21 weeks to get to the finish line, but we got there. And we're going to start uh, this book next week, Wednesday night, Believer's Authority, by the same author, Andrew Womack. And so, uh, you know, I like, I really like his teaching. This was the first book I had, uh, first teaching I had. Actually, I'd never, I read two or three of his books before I actually met the man or even saw him speak or heard him speak in any way, shape, or form. Anyway, this was the first introduction I had to Andrew Womack, and uh, uh, it was funny because the guy who introduced me uh, had some weird teaching, and I didn't agree with him, and so he was mad at me. He said, well, if you're not going to believe what I believe, maybe you'll believe what he believes. And he was saying that sarcastically. Uh, so I didn't know what this guy did believe. I never heard of Andrew Womack. And so when I first read it, I was reading it with a critical attitude because the guy who gave it to me was someone I didn't uh, trust and believe. But when I, I, I was reading it, I was partway through, I realized this, he's teaching the truth. And so I actually closed the book, started over with a different attitude. I mean, you know, you can't receive very well when you have a critical attitude. You just can't receive. And so I, I began to receive and whatnot. And so this is how I was introduced to the author. Uh, also, I believe his authority. There's some... We'll talk a little bit about spiritual warfare, too, in this book, uh, which will actually counter some mis misteachings out there on spiritual warfare. And I think that's very healthy that he will bring, he will address some of those uh, spiritual uh, warfare stuff that I call voodoo <laughs> uh, type stuff. And uh, just uh, anyway, we'll, we'll address that later. But uh, we have authority. Because we are in Christ. And, and anyway, we're going to talk about that. I don't know how many weeks it will take us to finish this. We're not in a, when we do the studies, we're not in a race. We're also just, we keep going forward, but we're not in a race. And we'll go however long it takes. And I just want to add one thing. I think we've addressed this already before. But the baptism of the Holy Spirit 
is for any and every believer in Jesus Christ. You believe the Lord is your Savior um, and the, Jesus uh, died for you and they went, he went to the cross to not only forgive you of sins but to take your sins. Uh, he, he died and was buried and rose again. Anyone who believes that uh, about Jesus uh, as Lord, anyone uh, who's a believer has uh, has access to the Holy Spirit and can be baptized in the Holy Spirit. The, the Holy Spirit is for any and every believer. All right. Well, that kind of wraps it up for the night. We're ending just a little bit early because we ran out of uh, material. <laughs> Uh, for tonight so anyway we'll be we'll pick it up next week uh so we'll see you on sunday morning at eleven fifteen a.m as we talk about knowing the holy spirit we have a bible study on sunday night at 6 p.m on effortless change same author and then we have we'll start next week a new bible study at seven o'clock wednesday night on the believer's authority all right god bless you guys have a great week and we'll see you soon